We've got a little section that we're going to call Hot Property, Stephen. Hello and welcome back to Jory's FPL. My name is Dan. I am one half of Jory's FPL. I'm joined by the other half, Stephen. Stephen, how are you, pal? I'm doing all right, Dan. How are you? Yes, champion, mate. Champion, mate. The week has went all right in FPL. The weeks went all right in my personal life, so nothing to complain about here. And Newcastle had a tasty win on the weekend as well. Don't forget that. Aye. Well, you know, it's just it's just the usual now, mate. So we're just uh, we forget about it. Um, onto the FPL though, we'll just dive straight into it straight away. Game week thirty four is not yet over. Uh, Chelsea have a game against a very shite Man United team on Thursday night, I believe. So there's still some points on the board pending. But how have you done this week? So far, I'm on fifty five points, which is a game week rank of one point one million. So not too bad. Um, that's hides up to 129k in the overall rankings. Returnees this week: Schmeichel with eight pointer, Robertson with a 15 pointer, Alonso with a 10 pointer, Salah as captain with a 12 pointer, and a few left to play with: Alonso, James, Mount against Man United on Thursday. So quite a decent week for me overall. They did do better than me team pre wildcard, so I can't complain. That's it with a wild card as well. It's about the longevity. Obviously, we're playing the chip later on in the season, so you'll be wanting those turns quicker than you might do on your first wild card. But it's nice to um, nice to do all right on the first week of a wild card, isn't it? It is. I I'm just a bit gutted with James because I thought if if he got a game out of them against uh, West Ham, he could have definitely hold. But he's meant to be back against Manu anyway, so a bit of luck. Hopefully, another clean sheet for the Chelsea boys, and maybe Mount will do something as well. Uh, that would be nice for you. Um, on the other hand, I didn't press the wildcard button this week, but it is currently active, which we will get onto later in the podcast. Um, I'm one point less than you this week, 54, but unbelievably, my game week rank is 1.4 million. So there's literally 300,000 spaces in the 300,000 spaces for one point, yeah. which is a bit bizarre to be honest. Um, my transfer this week was Rudigato Alonso, which has worked out quite nicely because Alonso got a 10 pointer. Uh, Trent five point nine there. Salah captain. Saka with a thirteen point nine. Who you got rid of on wildcard, mate? I'm glad I've hung around for one week longer, and um, the rest is just a litter of twos and ones. Unfortunately, um, captaincy you could say didn't go perfectly well, but I wasn't going to captain Alonso, and I wasn't going to captain Saka, so it's probably the best I could have really hoped for. Uh, benches covered in ones and a zero, so I can't complain whatsoever. Yeah, my bench has got an eight pointer from Emerson Royal, but he was no close to be, no closer to being in my team. In all honesty, Jewsbury Hall's really the... against Brentford. Aye, he was my last bench because I had Jewsbury Hall and Ramsey, but I didn't fancy them to get a clean sheet against Brentford. If I'm honest, um, Jewsbury Hall set to come in for for silver for me as well. Actually, I forgot to mention that. So that'll take you up to fifty-seven, will it? It will, aye. And like you say, there mustn't be much in it points-wise this game week if the difference between fifty-four and fifty-five points is that much. No, exactly, mate. And what's your overall points? Because I mean, I'm hundred sixteen k overall rank, and I'm currently on two thousand one hundred eighty-five points. I know you're close. I'm on two thousand one hundred seventy-eight. Seven points and in your it. Your overall rank is what? One hundred twenty-nine k. 
Oh, well, so the, it's amazing that at one point on the game week rank is 300,000 spaces, but seven points on the overall rank is only 13k spaces. But well, uh, we'll move, we'll move. Um, you played the wild card this week, though, Stephen. A um, little bit of a quick one minute review. Have you got any regrets? Is there anybody you wish you had got in instead? Or would that just be recency bias, anyways? And you know that what you had planned for was what you wanted going ahead? No, I have no regrets. I mean, the ones that didn't return this week. Um, that I'm a bit annoyed with is obviously Kane because the price point he's at. But I really didn't get him in for this game week. It was for the game week against Leicester. Um, I fancy him Kane to score against Leicester. He normally does. So, yeah, no regrets otherwise. Other than, like I say, a bit disappointed with James. Potentially only getting one game out of him. Um, and I'll probably need to ship one of the Chelsea boys coming up soon. But otherwise, I'm, I'm happy with my wild card still. And I'm glad I've I done it early because... Like you say, only Saka really in my pre-wildcard team uh, that actually got a return this game week. And the Bernardo Silva punt, mate? How are you feeling about that? I mean, there's some players in and around that price point that are quite tasty. Is it frustrating that he didn't play, or you just but you just know that he's going to be playing as the game weeks go on? Like, he very rarely misses out for Pep Guardiola, does he? Yeah, I've got confidence in him to still play the rest of the season. The good thing about Mizzy didn't come on, so... Albeit, yes, he didn't play, but you know, if he if he is on the bench, sometimes he doesn't actually come on, especially against weaker teams. So he got a full rest at least. Yeah, yeah. A little bit on Man City here. I'm just watching. They've just went two 0 up against Real Madrid. Mm. We both own Joao Cancelo, and he's not in the squad. Is that something to be worried about? No, nah, he's just got a suspension. <laughs> Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> Were you panicking there? <laughs> I was, I, I was thinking, that's my wild card. Plans gone out the window. Um, Class. Right, so we're coming to the end of the... We were talking about the fixtures for the run-in so many times, but what we may not have talked about is players who aren't getting talked about. You know, there's some players that, with their run-ins, are not getting talked about a great deal, but they could well be fantastic options if you're willing to take that risk or you've got a space or two in your wild card where you're thinking you might go for a lowly-owned player or someone that you just really fancy to get big in the last few game weeks. And it's a perfect way to make ground up on your mini leagues. Yeah. Um, we've got a little section that we're going to call Hot Property, Stephen. I mean, and I think I've got four or five players here that we've joined together. We've created a little list of players who not particularly are just lowly owned, but just not aren't being talked about in the FPL community at the moment. Yeah. Now, I understand, obviously, not all the listeners are in the FPL community anyway, so these names might just be just as random as they would be at the next name. But these are names that I'm certainly not seeing a great deal of on Twitter, so they might be worth a little punt if you fancy a little risk. Definitely, and a good example of this last season was Nicholas Pepe wasn't he? Right at the end of the season, remember him coming in, he wasn't very highly owned, but he was a risk worth taking because he hauled quite heavily towards the end. Yeah, I remember that he got two on the final season and nearly kind threw my mini, my mini league championship out the window, but um, <laughs> fan, thankfully it didn't. But a couple of these players, if anybody grabs them, could well cause cause havoc in the mini leagues. Definitely. And I'll let you start because this guy you've been ranting and raving about off air Jamie Vardy, I'll let you take it away. Off air, yeah. So, Jamie Vardy. Now, here is out, everybody. Everyone's thinking, well, they've got Ian Nacho, they've got Daka. Well, they're both not doing a great deal. Jamie Vardy's 10.3 million, so he's a funny price, as he always is every season. 8.2% owned. But he did make his comeback on Saturday. He came on for the last 20. Granted, it was only the last 20. But, I mean, Leicester have got a double-double. And then Southampton in the last game of the season. 
Now, I know they've got Spurs in the next one, so it might not be someone you want to get in straight away. But, I mean, Dyer and Davies aren't exactly the most robust players. So, if he wanted to run past them, he could. The question, obviously, is going to be about his start or his minutes. But you can have a little bit of indication of what he might be looking to get in the weekend fixtures. Well, the midweek ones for the doubles as well. Because they've got a game, the semi-final against Roma in the Europa Conference League on Thursday. So that might be a good opportunity just to gauge how he is, how many minutes he's getting. It also gives you a little bit of time because if he is made of glass, which he has been this season, if he picks something up, then you know not to go there. Mm. But I just think if you're looking for a punt and you're wanting to come down from a Kane or you've got a, if you've got a Bruno and you want to find a way to move that money to the forward line instead of the midfield, you can do a lot worse. And I think he's, he would be a very exciting punt. Yeah, I think the best outcome with Vardy this this weekend would be for him to get 60 minutes in the Europa Conference, and then um, then we know he's going to potentially be playing the future Premier League games. Hopefully, he would be rested against uh, Spurs the game after as well for that tasty double. Yeah, so do we think what would we say? I mean, I know we always say, oh, you kind of gauge it from the uh, the European fixtures, and I always find it difficult when people say, I'll oh, wait to see what happens in Europe. But when a player's coming back from injury and it's a player who's in, as important as him, I think if you get in 60 minutes, I was saying 60 minutes in midweek, you're looking at, yeah, he's going to be starting at the weekend, or? I still think 60 minutes, just generally speaking, and I don't think he would start back to back games at the moment not with his injury record this season. But I think 60 minutes would be perfect in the, the conference. And then if he didn't start against uh, Spurs, but he was brought on towards the end of the game, I think that would be the green light for him playing against Everton and Norwich, hopefully in the following game week. Yeah, and he's, he, throughout the years, he's always been an exciting asset to own. And if you're even if you're miles away from your mini-league rivals and you just fancy a bit of fun, I think Jimmy Vardy's a good punt to go for. I've loved owning him in the past. Remember a couple of seasons ago when he was the top goal scorer? Yeah. yeah I think he was only about 9.5 mil or something like that. It was mental if you didn't have yeah. him in your team at that point. I mean, I, I don't know, shall we? I know this is a little bit, this is a long time ago now when Leicester won the league and he came in the game at 4.5 million. I think <laughs> Mores was 5.5. That was, it was a time to be alive, wasn't it? Ah, him and Kane quite cheap at that point. Unbelievable. <laughs> As you could get your front line, you could get 40 goals a season, it would cost you about 10 million. <laughs> you, you wouldn't get that nowadays. Not a chance, now. Moving on, Stephen, who's the next name on our list? Well, personally, I think he's a bit of a bell, um, but, he oh, is, yeah. but he's a very decent footballer and he's probably Everton's main man at the moment, and that's Anthony Gordon. 4.6 million, only 3% owned. Um, and we know Everton have got a double double in game week 37 into th- uh, 36 and then into 37. So with them being the shining star in such a poor team and only being 4.6 million, I think he's very good option if you're looking to bench boost or if you're looking to just stack your team with premiums if you're on a wild card. He's someone that just balances out quite well as we discussed when we're going through the enable as last week. Um, but yeah. I with them playing quite high up the pitch and them counter-attacking at the moment as well, I do think he's going to get quite a few returns towards the end of the season and um, outperform his price point, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, OK, you might look at it on the face of it and go, he's got Chelsea next, but 4.6 million, just going to be happily put him on the bench and there's no questions asked. I think the way you look at it is if you're looking for that budget option, whether you're on a wild card or you just want to move some people around, I mean, if I had to rank... The 4.5 million-ish players in Ramsey, Dewsbury Hall and Gordon. I think Gordon's at the top of that list for me at the moment. So if you're looking for that budget option, I think he could be the one. 
based on what we're seeing against Liverpool, he did seem like the only outlet, didn't he? So at that price point, yeah, the other options are good as well. But the way he looked against Liverpool, against a weaker team, surely he would be getting something, some kind of return. Yeah, and I mean, I know we all want Everton go down, and I apologise to any <laughs> Evertonians listening, but just it just feels it, it feels like they just won't. I mean, I know they're in the bottom three at the moment, but it just feels like a team like Everton will not go down. So why wouldn't it be someone like Anthony Gordon, who's going to be the revival and put the points on the board, not just for Everton, but for the FPL managers as well? He's on some of the set pieces. Uh, 4.6 million, mate, I'll just stick him in. He's got... that. Well, I said last pod, we need to start looking at players who have got stuff to play for. You know, teams like Crystal Palace who have got an OK fixtures and things like that. There's just nothing for them to play for. There's chances of rotation in there. There's chances, as the saying goes, they're on the beach. Ah, a few of them players are. Like, yeah, players like Anthony Gordon and maybe some of the Burnley boys will get onto Tottenham, Arsenal, assets, things like that. They've all got a lot to play for still. So these are the kind of players that I'm going to be targeting for my team. No, I totally agree. Yeah, you want to be looking to get players that have got something to play for in. Um, look at Southampton at the minute. They're definitely on the beach there, mate. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure well, you had James Ward process at some point this season as well, haven't you? Ah, oh, he's just frustrating us even more. He's one of them where if you have him in your team, I think you've got to have him for all 38 game weeks to get a return out of him. He just doesn't turn yeah. up when you have him in your team. And when you take him out, he scores a free kick. Yeah, I mean, we've digressed a little bit there, but it's 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 definitely one of those, especially because a lot of them are set pieces. You, you could come against anyone, so he's a season keep out. He's going to frustrate you, and at his price point, you just don't know where to go to. But where you should want to go to, if you're looking at the 4.6 million mark, a ginger scouse, Macam, you've got Anthony Gordon. I think he'll be in my wild card this week, mate. Is he? Interesting. I, I, he's looking like it. You know, I haven't finalised anything yet, but he's looking likely. I was a bit good there when you said you'd put them above uh, Dewsbury Hall and um, Ramsey, considering I've got both of them in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think I just think you know, and this will probably be an option or a decision to be made for quite a lot of FPL managers, so it's worth exploring. Really, Jake Ramsey hasn't done great as of late, but as we know, Aston Villa hasn't done great as late, and he he could well he likes he likes a double point return. Yeah, so that's always something to watch out. They've got just as nice of it. Um, fixtures is Everton so I wouldn't put you off him if you're looking that way Jewsbury Hall obviously lovely fixtures as well plays a little bit deeper doesn't get involved in the goals as much but again he's going to he's going to get you 90 minutes or you know 80 minutes or so every game and a 4.5 minutes a good option it may well just be a roll of a dice but I'm, I'm mm. rolling Anthony Gordon's dice on my wild card pal yeah maybe it even back you up yeah if you look at uh, Jewsbury Hall and Ramsey They've actually got a, a better FPL asset next to them in midfield. Obviously, Madison for Leicester and Coutinho for Villa. Whereas Everton, they don't actually have a better midfield asset at the moment than Gordon. So no, no. I mean, Demario Gray was the darling at the start of the season, but he's in and out and he's off form. He's just not looked great mm-hmm. second half of the season whatsoever. So yeah, Anthony Gordon would be my punt if you're looking for someone in and around that price point. Let's move on to one of the Villa defenders, Ashley Young. Yes, mate. Ashley Young is a good option. Uh, 4.7 million, 0.5%. I think the, the reason he becomes a good option is people will be eyeing Villa up due to the fixtures. You know, they've got uh, some good games to catch up on as well. So he's a sure starter now. Dini is out for the season. And does does Young get on the set pieces as well? He I know does, he used I to back in the day, but is he on them still? I believe he's on some of them. And would you be surprised if I was to say Young was the closest player to getting my wild card? 
No, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause I think he's a good option. Ah, uh, yeah, I was a bit. That was actually that was the one I was gutted on actually as well. I, I didn't get him, and I chose Emerson Royal over him. Um, he would be a good one to start this week against Norwich at home. Yeah, well, definitely. I was going to say Norwich at home, and then followed by a double of Burnley and Liverpool. Granted. One good one, one bad one, but then the next double after that is Crystal Palace and Burnley. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get minutes out of Young. He's gonna be on the set pieces. You never know what might happen, even against the Liverpool team. Um, but the question is, a point five million more is mighty cash. Is there enough in it to go for cash, or is Young just as good an option? I think if he's on set pieces, Young's gonna be the better option um, out of the two, just at his price as well. Um, but are we not a bit worried about Aston Villa's form at the moment with Steven Gerrard taking over? They're only in 15th still. That's a bit of a worry. It is a bit of a worry in terms of, obviously, how Aston Villa are playing at the moment. But good fixtures on the horizon. I mean, the last few fixtures have been Leicester, Tottenham, Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham has been the last five for Aston Villa. So not games that you'd particularly expect them to get anything out of. You may just say they lose against Tottenham, they lose against Arsenal, they lose against West Ham. They lost against Wolves. Yes, they could have got something out of that. And they drew against Leicester. So have they really not performed to what they should have been doing? I'm not sure. You know, a 3-0 win against Leeds and a 4-0 win against Southampton before that. I don't think they've, they've not performed well, but I don't think we'll expect them to do great in those fixtures, whereas the fixtures they've got coming up, we expect something from. Where were they when he actually took took over them? Were they near the bottom three at that point? I don't think they were near the bottom three, probably about the same spot. So I, you could look at it on the face fit and say that he's not really improved them at all. Yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you expect him to go to, to Liverpool when Klopp's contract runs out. Um, but if, if he doesn't actually do much at Aston Villa... Would that uh, put question marks around it, do you think? Nah, oh, definitely, yeah. It's always felt like that's what's going to happen, but you can't go to Aston Villa and be bang average and then expect to get the Liverpool job just because you're Stevie Gerrard. And that's true. I was listening to a podcast with him with Gary Neville the other day, and he seems pretty level-headed about that sort of thing, and he doesn't expect him just to get it because he is Stephen Gerrard. He's got to work towards it, and... Yeah, I mean, it's a hard job to take to then move up because you would really... what can you be expected to do with Villa to show that you've done a fantastic job? European football seems a little bit far-fetched. Um, finishing ninth or 10th, does that really get you a Liverpool job? I don't know. It doesn't. Maybe it wasn't quite the right job, but we'll just see where he goes from there. I have got money though, haven't they? So you should be able to put his stamp on it, getting in the players that he wants. I expect them to be in the top 10 next season if he gets, yeah. if he gets the right players in. And they've got the players for it as well. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Dinier, yes, he's not been great this season, but we know what he can do. But his replacement, Young, could do just as good an FPL for a mate. And is he any closer to being in your wild card after talking about? <laughs> Probably, yeah. You know, this is the problem with these podcasts. I, like, persuade myself into, like, every different decision. And then when I don't do ones that I've already said, I'm like, oh, I've just went back on my word and I've just got, I've lost all trust from the listeners. It's like when you taught me to get Tarkovsky. I think that was a little ploy to drop me rank a little bit, not to actually make us do any better. Well, mate, I can't possibly tell you any of my <laughs> tricks of the trade or else I might not, might not be ahead next season either. <laughs> that moves nicely on to our next player who next season will probably be a much better option. But even right now, whilst Firmino's got an injury... Luis Diaz at 7.9 million and only 3% owned. You do feel like with him, he could pop off at any time. Um, obviously, we know he's sharing minutes with Jota at the moment. Um, but 
we expect him to play in the Champions League tomorrow. And again, it comes back down to, does that mean he's going to play in the Premier League or not? We don't really know. But based on how Jota played on the weekend, he didn't have a great game. So it would be nice to see him come back into the team. Yeah, I mean, seven. if you're paying £7.9 million for a player in the starting front three of Liverpool, it's a, it's a snip, isn't it? But... Again, it, it's it's the game time, isn't it? I mean, if you're, it, it is also going to be a difficult one because a lot of people are going to want to have three Liverpools in it, whether it be Trent Robbo and a Salah or maybe mm. somebody a Jota. People have got in, so it's finding that spot. And seven point nine million may not feel like the kind of money you want to spend on a potential, but the 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 upside is huge. If he gets a game in any of his remaining fixtures, obviously he's got the double. Yet to be is it yet to be confirmed his double or has he got a double and he's got another? It's single? a double and a blank, I think, isn't it? With Liverpool, but they've but... got a game against Southampton to be confirmed, haven't they? Yeah, and that's expected to go into game week thirty-seven. Apparently, it's the only place yeah. it can go, so it looks like it's just yeah. going to be plain sailing for Liverpool towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I would love to get him in my team somehow. But it's just hard at that price point. I kind of get up to him from yeah. Bernardo Silva either. Yeah, and I think you'd, you'd want to start him as well. And if you didn't see that he was starting, you'd be frustrated. Mm. And you know that if he does start, there's a chance he comes off on 65, 70 anyway. So it is frustrating, but just the upside is absolutely huge. And it's a risk worth taking if you're in that position. Yeah, definitely. On to the next one. Yeah, the final one that we've yeah, marked is a player that you may not be talking about much, but could have a huge upside for you for the running. Timo Werner, 8.7 million, 5% owned. Now, there was a little bit of noise on Twitter about him at the start of this game week, obviously because they've got the double this week and then they've got another double in 36. So there was a little bit of noise about him. He didn't do anything on the weekend, but he's still got one night to go this game week. He's definitely starting ahead of Lukaku now. He's in good form. They've got no European rotation to worry about. Probably the best double in 36. I don't know how you would yeah, mark their double. But it just it seems like a good option. It's getting there. That's going to be the problem. But definitely a good option. And not many people own him. Uh, yeah, I would say they have got a very decent double in 36. I think Leicester's a slightly better with Everton and Norwich at home. But... As we've said with Leicester, the worry is it's um it's going to be off the back of the Euro Conference League, so we don't know how they're going to shape up in in the games. But yeah, I think Werner's definitely a good option. You feel like when with Werner, he's always very unlucky when he's on the pitch. He always seems to be either offside or hit the crossbar or the post quite often. So you're always close to the hole, but he just never seems to get there. But definitely at the moment, um, him Havertz and Mount up the top end of the pitch are looking quite good. Yeah, and I don't think you need to worry about minutes at all. I mean, earlier on in the season, it was 0-0-0 across the board. But, I mean, he's started the last six now. He's scored three in his last three games. I think if you're going to punt him, you might as well go for him now because he's not getting rested for the Champions League games or anything anymore. Now's the time for Werner, in my opinion. I mean, don't get us wrong. I'm spouting all this and he, there's no space for him <laughs> in my team. But that's just because of the price points I'm at. Um, but if you're in around that price point, maybe you're sitting on a Lacazette or something like that, or you've got money to move up from a Watkins, or I wouldn't be coming off an Aston Villa player, but it was just an example. Mm. Um, Werner's a good option, in my opinion. Can't believe you just said if you're sitting with Lacazette. That's one thing I thought <laughs> I would hit. Yeah, no one ever say. <laughs> you know, I, I nearly was, but then he got ruled out the other week, so I was like, I came off him. For the free hit I nearly had him in. You got away with one there then, didn't you? 
I did, mate. I had it. So our teams for game week 35, how are they looking, Dan? Well, my wild card is currently active. Mm. So I'm looking at quite a few different options. Obviously, four game weeks. I'll be playing my bench boost in 36, so I need to look at that a little bit. But I don't want to do totally concentrate on game week 36 too much because that might take away from 37 and 38. So I am being a little bit careful with who I've got in. Um, but it seems silly, but the, the teams that people are steaming in on are Villa and potentially a little bit of Everton. Mm. Both teams are in absolutely shocking form. Sounds <laughs> stupid, but it just seems to be where people are at the moment. You know, I have activated it. I've had a little play around. I've got a couple of City in there. I'll be waiting to see where their double fits in because that could change where I end up. But yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks good. It looks good for 35. I haven't looked as far as 37 or 38 yet, but I'll be doing some, doing some digging on FPL.team and seeing how I look for the upcoming weeks. But feeling good at the moment. And how many doublers would you end up with with your current draft that you've been you've been looking at? Oh, come on, mate. Don't put us on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got it. Well, this is including... Um, you get one. Yeah, yeah. I think... The, oh, no, this is... Sorry, this is including um, bench boost. Mm, yes. City would have get one. I think I'm sitting there with 15 doublers. Same here. Same here. Which is very, very nice. Um, but it depends where cities go. Even if cities go to 37, I still think I'm going to have at least two of their assets. Cancelo, definite. De Bruyne is a big shoe-in for me this week as well. If I don't go with Vardy, but we'll see. You know how much I wanted De Bruyne on my team. I'm going to be good if you get him in. He does something against Leeds. I think in the reverse fixture, he, he popped off against Leeds, didn't he? He had a decent return, so... Yeah, but it was absolutely silly the score last time. Uh, was it seven nil? Was Sev- it seven nil, mate? He got uh, two goals and two goals he got in that one. Mm, I am good because I wanted him in my team. I just couldn't. I couldn't work it with getting Kane in, and I wanted Kane obviously for this this game week um, for him to be captain. Um, speaking of captaincy, yeah. have you thought about what you're looking at captain wise? Well, I was thinking, is it was it just the black and white and just going for salary against Newcastle? But the playing tough on game. Wednesday, yeah, well, it's a tough game now for one. I mean, Salah does love to score against us. Benzema's just scored but, with a cracker. I'll have to watch that on the highlights. Anyways, um, obviously Salah was playing Wednesday night in the Champions League, and then we are a half twelve kickoff on Saturday, so that can. Although Salah seems undroppable at the moment. This might be a chance for him just to play 60 minutes. Yeah. From a captaincy, you want if you feel like you want a little bit more safety in terms of that. So it's good. It's could be an easy choice just to go for Salah. But now I'm looking at my team. I've got De Bruyne in my wild card draft, and I must emphasise the word draft at the moment. He looks like he could be a captaincy option, but I'm also sitting there at the moment playing five at the back. And oh, yeah, Hot my front two over. is cut. Yeah, my front two is currently Denison and Ketia, so um, <laughs> we'll have to, we might have to have a little rejig of things and rethink of things. But De Bruyne, I think if you own him, not many people do. It could well be the captaincy option this week, and it seems mad to go against Salah at Newcastle, but it just feels like it could be. I agree with you. I think Kane and De Bruyne and Son actually would be the standout captaincy options this week. Um, a little bit on Newcastle against Liverpool. How would you, do you think we could actually get a result there? Because, like you say, it is only three days away from their Champions League fixture and they could rest a few people. And Newcastle playing at home at the moment are looking very good. I think that could we could nick a draw there, maybe? 
I think we'd be very lucky, mate. I mean, recency buyers, Newcastle have been outstanding recently, and there's no getting away from that, but Liverpool are a machine. But well oiled, well drilled, and I'm it, but it's, it's Liverpool. It's true. You know, if we if we had this conversation probably about four months ago, I've said we'd be lucky to keep it underneath 10, and now we're looking at it like could we nick a point? <laughs> it's mad how things can change, but yeah, I, I can't say we're getting anything. Um, I wouldn't expect anything. I'll, Good performance is all I'd be wanting, and yeah, I'm not expecting anything. Probably Salah will score, but I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not as not as set on the idea of him getting a ninety, so he's not really a captaincy for me. Mm. Castle, I don't see we're getting anything. I think Carroll was saying that it's better for them to be playing as the early kick off, just so that the Geordies aren't on the big market beforehand, pissed up before the match. <laughs> They'll still be there, mate. It doesn't matter what time you kick off. We'll still be there, but, you know, they're going to have to be out there from 9 or 10 o'clock of this race. Yeah. But I think for the engaged players, I think captaincy might seem a little bit more wide open than it usually would, especially with Salah having a game at um, Newcastle. But I think, in, realistically, I think it's just ended up being a Salah. Salah's Coutinho, going to have maybe? You can't go for Coutinho when you've got uh, Man City at Leeds and, Newcastle, and Liverpool at Newcastle, I don't think, mate. Mm. You've got to go for the big hitters, really. The, the fixtures aren't terrible. You know, it's it's not it's not Salah, Chelsea and Man City Aye. at Tottenham, for example. You know what I mean? I think you just go Coutinho if you want to gain rank a little bit because you know he can get a double-figure haul at any point, especially at home against Norwich. Yeah, and it could be it could make or break your season to be honest. And it I, could. You could see Coutinho doing something. He's not doing much of, as of late, but time for Villa and him to turn it around, I'd imagine. So that's a nice little roundup of our teams. Looking forward to the next game week. Um, you did post earlier on asking the viewers about their dilemmas for this game week. So let, I'll let you take it away. Yes, we'll get straight into it. And FPL amateurs of Oz, our good friend Quentin from Down Under is straight on it and he is thinking of going Thiago Silva to Emerson Royale but then questions himself asking is this a sideways move? For me personally I don't think you're going to get 180 minutes out of him in the double game week in 36 I think he'll be rested one of the matches so I would be open to that move if there isn't any other fires in the team Yeah, yeah but it's, it's that game week 36 is very nice isn't it? It is a very nice double game for Chelsea. Like you said, you think it's the best one. I think it's probably the second best one, but it's Thiago Silva. He's 38 years old. I don't think they'll risk playing in both games. But even then, if he does get one clean sheet out of them, I guess you'd still you'd still be happy. And Emerson Royale has got to go to he's got to go to Liverpool, and then he's at home to Arsenal. So there's potentially might not even get a clean sheet in any of those games. Yeah, and he's talking sideways moves and potentially going to Emerson Royale. Why doesn't he just go even more sideways and just get an Alonso? He's mm. exactly the same price point. I, I would be a lot more open to the Alonso move than the Emerson Royale move. I don't know if you feel... Do you think Alonso plays 180 minutes in the double? I think so. I think they're playing five at the back every game now, aren't they? And without him, they can't play five at the back, really. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, if you're talking sideways move, I'd go even more sideways, Quentin, and just have a look to see if you can get Alonso in. Obviously, I don't know what price you got Thiago Silva in. Maybe you got him at five point five or something like that. I'm not sure, but if you can make ways to get to Alonso without taking any minuses, I don't think he's worth taking the minuses for. I would just go even more sideways and just go straight across, straight across the back line. Mm. And the next best option probably be Laporte at his price point, similar price point, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, he asks Emerson Royale, so I presume he kind of go up much, but I think Laporte would be a good option in there, yeah. Yeah. Especially with their injuries as well, Cities, it looks like Laporte and Diaz have to play, really. Aye, well, Stones is playing tonight, but he's oh. he's been in and out of the team, so is Diaz, hasn't he, with injuries, so I think Laporte's the most nailed of the centre-halves. Well, having a little look there, actually, John Stones has been taken off after 36 minutes, so mm. that would indicate an injury. Oof. That's not going to be good for them in the running. It's not, no, but it just hopefully seals Cancelo's spot in as well because they're running a little bit low on defensive options at the moment. Yes, very true. Okay, keeping with the Chelsea theme slightly, Matt at Joy Talks MMA asks Kane out, question mark, and also which Chelsea players would you look at getting in for this end of the season? Now, you're Kane in at the moment, Stephen. Yes. I'm looking to get him out in the wild card, so this might be interesting. What makes him so appealing to you? The fact that he loves playing Leicester. He scores a lot against them. They're at home against them, and they're going to be resting a lot of players with uh, Europe on the horizon. So, yeah, I think he's the most appealing option this week as a captain as well. Um, obviously, we know Spurs have got a lot to play for. The only thing that really puts people off with Kane is his price. I think everything else he's one of the best options in fantasy and his double is also i guess we talk about these doubles but his double is liverpool and arsenal now i know arsenal is just a separate entity because of the north london derby etc but it's not a nice double is it it's not but he normally does well against arsenal as well doesn't he not liverpool yeah it's a fair point he doesn't do great against liverpool to be fair to you there them games against those teams, the Spurs generally do okay because they're a counter-attacking team and we've seen what they've done to Man City earlier on in the season as well. So they don't look great fixtures, but it wouldn't surprise me for Spurs to score in both of them and him to be at the heart of it. So going along that same sort of uh, information that you've just gave us there, Stephen, does that you tell me that Kane's going to blank in 37 and 38 because he's got Burnley in Norwich? No, it's not. I think, <laughs> I think you're just spinning me words at this point. <laughs> I, think I, um, I think he could score in all of the fixtures, to be honest. You know you know what he's like. He normally yeah, ends the exactly. season very well. Um, I think you're only not going with him because you feel... Kevin De Bruyne is going to be a better option between now and the end of the season and I wouldn't put you off that as well. Yeah, you're probably right. And Matt, I know where you are in the mini league at the moment, so you might as well just have some fun and get Werner and get get Werner in me and Vardy, mate. You you just you just do whatever you want, pal, because you're too far down there, we can't even see you. And you said Chelsea players. Yeah, you go ahead. Chelsea players, obviously I brought three in on a wild card. Uh, James, Alonso and Mount. I still think the two main ones you need to look at are Alonso and Mount, just with James having a lot of injury scares. He seems to be picking up just knocks left, right and centre, so I think Alonso and Alonso and Mount would be my two. Not Timo Werner, mate, we've just ranted and raved about. We have, but you'd have to be quite far down the mini-league for, for me <laughs> to put him in, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And the final question that we've got is from at underscore Carson18. Stephen Carson. Stephen Carson. <laughs> says, is James from Chelsea even an option now? Now, you've got him in your team, Stephen. So, what do you think? I think wait until, uh, what ha- see what happens at Man U. If he starts, mm. hopefully at right wing back. And if he gets something from there, then yes. If he doesn't and he misses another game. He needs to be taken from your team straight away. 
So if you're saying if you own James now and he doesn't play against Man United, he's a fire that needs to put out straight away? He is, yes. I was looking to take one of the Chelsea defenders out anyways because as we've spoke about off air, I'm going to be rolling my transfer this game week. Um, so I'm probably going to take one of the Chelsea boys out. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think you can trust him. Um, but that might change if he gets another 18-pointer against Man U. For Could all change. It could all change. It could all change. And that's all the questions that we've got this week, Stephen. It is, yes. It's been a nice little quick pod for us. Yes, that's how we like it. That's how we like it. And I'm sure ready for game week 36 double, we will have a lot more to delve into on next week's podcast. We will. It'll be chip season, as we already know. Chip season will be upon us. So I would just like to say thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will see you all later. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Thank you.